Hello and welcome to Coffees for Closers. I'm your host, Tim Brigham, and today I have with me an absolute uh, trailblazer in Chicago. This person has, has put together an incredible team and is very well known across the industry um, for his acumen, but also, you know, his leadership abilities. It's pretty wild. This is a short period of time he's put so much together. With me today is Rafay Kumar. Nice to meet you, man. How you doing? Thank you for having me here. Appreciate for those it. who don't know you, could you introduce yourself? Yeah, I, uh, my name is Rafe. I'm uh, an immigrant. I moved here in 05 and um, I've been in real estate for almost uh, agent for about almost uh, nine years now. Wow. Yeah. So numbers wise, right? Everybody always wants to know who's who's talking. Uh, yeah. Tell me about what you got behind you. Yeah, about um, a half uh, a billion dollars worth of closed volume. Uh, currently, we have a team of uh, 35 agents. Uh, my target is to take that to about 50 agents wow. by the uh, end of this year. I think there's going to be a lot of movement. Uh, I've uh, owned and operated two brokerages, uh, Remax offices that I've sold ever since. And um, now I'm on a journey to uh, uh, build the first billion dollar real estate team in Midwest. Wow. By 2027. Wow. End of 2020. I love those goals. That's incredible. You have 35 agents underneath you. 35 agents at this time, um, operation staff. And um, yeah, the idea is to find the best of the best. And uh, that's how you scale the business. And um, we're very excited about the journey we're on. Well, with a half a billion dollars, I think you found some some quality people and, and your leadership obviously got you there. How, how did you start this team? Were you, were you on a team previous to this or how did you get into real estate? Yeah, and no, I got in real estate in 2014. I, um, I resigned um, uh, from a, a banking position. Uh, that's a, a different story. I mean, we can touch on that if you want. But um, yeah, 2014, I got my license, uh, February 2014. Okay. I got, um, uh, I think uh, that's when I started a solo agent, uh, rookie of the year, uh, about $10 million my first year. Uh, 15 million second year, uh, 25 million third year, and I opened my first office uh, in Skokie, which was the first Remix office. Uh, continued with personal production and uh, started putting together a team. In 2017, I opened up my second Remix office. Um, and at that time, we had about 60 agents that we had collectively between Remax and uh, organization was doing about $100 million. But uh, somewhere I just started seeing the shift in market and uh, what's happening in consumer behavior and writing on the wall. I think the era of small mini brokerages or indie or independent brokerages, uh, it's going to get more and more difficult. So mm-hmm. decided to start uh, maybe pivoting a little bit more, uh, looking at what the future holds and developing a large mega team. So in 20. Uh, 19, um, I sold off my offices and uh, joined Compass on pursuit of putting this uh, massive mega team together. And um, 2019, we did, uh, it was me, uh, Jana Pierce, my uh, co-founder, and uh, one part-time. We did about $35 million. In 2020, we did about $70 million. Uh, 2021 uh, pandemic did $115 million. Wow. Uh, last year, we did about $100 million, $101 million. And this year, we're on track to do about $125 million again. So... Anybody watching this, right? I mean, they, they hear those numbers and they go, wow, that's incredible. You know, that's, that's, I, I think what a lot of our audience looks at, you know, and obviously it's realtors listening to this. Yeah. And uh, some of them may be listening to that going, well, how do I, how did he get there? How did you, what, what was the beginnings look like? Yeah. Because maybe they're looking at, you know, their current pipeline or what they've got going on and, and they're like, well, he must be lucky. Yeah. Right. There must be this must he must he must know somebody yeah, overnight or, success, you know. Yeah. yeah. Right. So walk me back to the beginning. Like, how did you get into this? Like, what was the first first beginnings of this looking like? Yeah. So I kind of stumbled into real estate completely like it was not planned. Like I said, I'm an immigrant. I moved from a third world country and um, came here for better education college and uh, to climb the corporate uh, ladder. 
Um, so I was in the banking industry um, while I was going to college and uh, uh, tried different uh, ventures as well. Uh, I think I shared with you, owned a, a yeah. cupcake mobile cupcake shop at one point, uh, owned a music management company called 8-Track. We were managing uh, quite a few bands at that time as well. Um, but uh, nothing was sticking. You just got to keep moving forward, right? You just there are a lot of failures, but you got to feel forward, feel fast. Um, so um, they say entrepreneurs never feel comfortable, right? Absolutely. That's, that's how you just Man, you I'm a can't risk taker. sit still. I'm a right? risk taker. I have never. I'm the most uh, optimistic person. Sometimes my team has to hold me back. They're like, hey, "This might be a bad idea. Who cares? What's the worst that'll happen? I'll lose everything. We'll build it again." I love it. Right? I love it. So wow. I mean, we've done it. We've done yeah. it once. Yeah. That's what, and one thing I say is like, put me in any state, in any town, doesn't matter what the demographic is, as a minority, and I'll show you how to be top producer. Wow. Wow. So, all right. So it sounds like you got some grit, right? right. Absolutely. That's one thing fundamentally. It's so funny you say that because that is one thing that separates the top producer from 90, 95% of the other agents. So let's back it up, right? I mean, it doesn't start out that way. You don't start out natural. And I mean, sure, you have, it sounds like you have talent, you have, you have desire. But um, in the beginnings, right, back in the day, 2014, you know, we didn't have all these lead structures the way they were, right? Yeah. And I think you and I talked about, you know, what it's like. I mean, I, I had some similar, similar uh, stories, but um, you talked about calling out of the phone book one yeah, time. Yeah, right? Le resources were on the rise. Zillow and all this was starting. They were just sort of the beta yeah. testing, and and some of our good friends in Chicago, they they were checking it out at that time and uh, uh, took advantage of that. But no, for me, I um, had a very strict NDA. I couldn't call any of past clients. Okay, I'm an immigrant, so I didn't have any past, like you know, family here, friends, right. or any of that. Um, I went to college um, uh, for evening classes because I had full time job in the morning. So hold on, unpacking that. Yeah. I I, you have to digest what you just said. Yeah. So you left banking, and I, I know banking, NDAs, all that well, very well. Yeah, um, so. You're not allowed to call any of their clients because they don't want you stealing their business. Absolutely. You come from another country, so it's not like you have like people that you can call and say, hey, do you know of anybody looking to buy or sell, right? So what do you do? And English and English being not your first primary language either, like second or third language on top of that. Didn't right? even think of that. That's, yeah. that's, 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 a, that's an extra, <laughs> that's that's extra layer, layer, okay. layer yep. on that. Yep. Yeah, so, so for me, I had to get creative very, very quickly. So yeah. okay. um, I'm like, okay, well, let's take a step back. And by the way, I did 10, 10, 10 point something million dollar my, my first year. I was Rookie of the Year at Cobalt Banker. And um, I one day got lost in Winnetka, well met area. Okay. And I was just driving around. I had to drop some documents off for a client uh, for, for signatures for opening an account. I'm like, wow, this is incredible. How did these people own this? And what what is this area? I was couldn't couldn't fathom it. Yeah. And and I'm like, one day I would love to be part of this community and somehow connect and and, and mingle with these people. And that's really how the the plant uh, or the seed was was sort of planted. And I remember one day I just came back from work just dejected, just hated it. It was a long day. I got chewed in by my boss as well. And I turned on, a t uh, it was TV, I think Bravo, um, uh, Million Dollar Listing, Season 1, LA, Josh Flagg, 18-year-old kid, just shows, the, the, the show starts with uh, the camera zooming on his shoes and his suits and don't even show his face until so like later great. on. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, who's this? And then I started watching, got hooked just like that. And I see that this kid's 18-year-old kid is making like 50, 60, 70, 80, $100,000 commission per transaction. And that's more money than I'm going to make in a year, right? That he's, so I'm like, something's wrong. Something's absolutely wrong. So I started like, I, I remember I still have this sketch somewhere. I'd love to send it to you someday. Yeah. But um, I, I pulled it out and I, I um, put a, an X, Y axis in a, in a graph. I'm like, all right, what is something that is bought or sold in quite high frequency, right? Cell phones, cars, homes, airplanes, right? Whatever. 
And what is something that is that costs a lot of money as well, right? On 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 y-axis. So cell phone is quite down here, a couple hundred bucks, right? Cars like 10, 15, 20,000. Yeah. Homes, three, 400,000. Airplanes like millions and, and whatnot. And I kind of drew an axis and I'm like, all right, what makes sense where I can connect where people are going to be buying something in high frequency? It's also going to have high compensation. And homes and real estate kind of like was that target. So that's how I kind of came up with, okay, this makes sense. All right, because people need a roof above their head. No one's going to, unless you want to be homeless, right? But people either need to rent, they need to buy or sell, they need to move in, out, whatever the case may be. I want to I want to pause yeah, for yeah, our audience, yeah. right? This is a very hot topic right now. And I, I I didn't I didn't coach you to bring this up, and I love the fact that you went right into it because a lot of people are scared because of the cost of money. They're nervous over what's going on, but we have to remind ourselves as real estate professionals, what we do for a living yeah. is we put people in homes. Right. And that's never going to change. People Absolutely. need housing. Absolutely. So whatever the cost of money is, that need will always be there. Absolutely. I'm sure you'll see ebbs and flows in the market. But Absolutely. to say that we're going to we're, we're not going to we're not going to have business. Maybe you're looking at it the wrong way. What, what you said is inevitable. Right. There's right. always going to be need for real estate. People need a place to stay. I'm going to butcher this. But Warren Buffett says it's like bet on America. Right. You buy S&P like low, low index fund and just like bet on America, bet on American company. This is as much you can bet on American tangible soil. It's mm -hmm. not going anywhere. There are people from overseas markets that are putting money in here and it, billions of dollars of funds uh, because it's stabilized U.S. capital, U.S. market, tangible, backed by, you know, it's, it's insured. It's, it's, it doesn't go anywhere. It's not some boardroom that's going to make a decision and it's going to tank. It's not going anywhere. It's a perfect hedge against inflation. Sure. You, you, can, you can write it off. You can have cash flow positive. I mean, it grows in equity. It's a single asset class that that is always going up uh, for the most part if you take a step back. Um, so I think, yeah, if you want to bet on America, I think buying real estate is, is a perfect way of doing that. After your graph, you you, yeah. you, you then went, went into it, right? And I think you told me a story about, you know, all right, so – you got, you've got the issue with where do I get leads from? How yeah. do I do it? And right. you told me you started calling out of the phone book. I would love for yeah. you to tell our audience yeah. about Yeah, so 2014, um, I, I remember it was uh, February 2014. It was Blizzard 2014. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, uh, I do. Every, everyone yeah. was stuck in their houses. Yeah. And I'm like, this is a perfect time to call people. They're tr certainly not traveling. Right. Um, half of them are stuck uh, uh, you know, inside their homes. So that was the last year they were dropping those Yellow Pages books. Okay. And uh, after that, I think they transitioned into the CDs. And now it's gone. Now you just like find people online but i remember the book yeah, my kids off. would go a, a yellow book i don't get it yeah, but, yeah <laughs> yellow right. pages yeah uh and um i remember i had moved recently i didn't even have my furniture assembled i had a mattress on the floor and i had a desk that i had assembled that is those are two pieces i had in my, and, a, and a computer and didn't have much going on and uh, i'm like all right and and got fired freshly fired from the job right so um this is this is as good as it gets right um so i'm sitting there kind of disappointed, but also I'm like, did I make a bad move? And, and my father, I love him. He's, he's, uh, he's my hero, uh, but he's very opposite of me. He's a, he's a pessimist. He's mm. like, listen, this is how they lure you in the commission jobs. Don't do this. You need to go back to like, you know, find a job where there's stability. He's a physician and that's how his mind works. So I'm like, listen, no, I know this is, this is my, my, this is my calling. I, I can tell. So Cracked into uh, that yellow pages. That's the only way. These are people that I know, ignorance is bliss. If I get caught or they, they tell me later on you can't do it, so be it. I'll figure it out. I'll stop. But I'm going to start dialing. These are the only people that I know. And I know uh, the people that I don't know, 
uh, are buying and selling. Uh, there are more people that I uh, that are buying and selling that I don't know than people that I do know, right? So mm -hmm. my circle, sphere of influence, was very, very small at that point. So I started dialing, and um, I remember I cracked open Lincolnwood A's, some, some double A name that you could imagine, right? Um, Anwar or something. Like so, something with d double A's, and I started dialing down. And I know people get hung up on scripts. They say, listen, I don't know what to say, and uh, what are you calling? Who, who are you? What do you say? I, I don't want to make calls because I don't know what to say. I want it to be perfect. My script was simple. Hey, Tim, I just got my license. I'm a real estate agent. Do you know anyone looking to buy or sell? That's how basic and elementary that was. Whoa! Right? Started dialing, 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 dialing. About seven or eight names down. It was a, a client named uh, uh, Groovy, Dr. Groovy. It was some, uh, acu uh, it was, uh, he's an acupuncture or, or a chiropractor services. It, it said his name over there. And uh, I dialed him. And he picked up the phone. And um, I, I connected with him and... Um, uh, Told him, hey, listen, I uh, my name is Rafi. I'm looking to, uh, I'm a local real estate agent. Do you know anyone looking to buy or sell real estate? And he started asking me some questions, and we started having dialogue. He's like, hey, how long have you been a broker for? I'm like, very long, too long. Um, an expert in the area, and just again, fake it till you make it, sort of thing, right? Um, yeah, I'll tell you what, I've got a property that I want to sell. Um, I'm interviewing agents. Why don't you stop by, huh. right? Um, sure. What day works best for you? Today, I'm going to be home at uh, 4 p.m. Can you make it? Absolutely. Right. Scrambling. No, same thing. The tie uh, combo with the shirt. <laughs> right? Yeah. The, the old school express suits back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, threw them on and, and got there. And um, that was my first success. Seven, eight calls down. Right? Talked to him. Got his listing. Since then, he's still my client to this date. We've done at least at least 10 transactions since then. Now we're actually talking about partnering up and buying a condo in Mexico, a vacation uh, rental for Airbnb. And and going back again, I mean, some of the, the, the connections and relationships you make from these random cold calls, unreal where, where, where our path takes us. It's, 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 it's just deciding that you want more, yeah. right? And deciding that, you know, you're not going to listen to that voice in your head of the, oh, why it's not going to work. Yeah. Well, Truth is, that voice in your head hasn't actually attempted it. So why don't yeah. you just try it and see what you get? Yeah. Seventh, se I want to be seventh number seventh, out of the phone book, and you got a number. relationship for life. Incredible. Relationship for life. Kept going, right? I mean, this kept going. Um, uh, five, five more calls. Bam! Just another appointment. Five, five more, six more calls. You know, my, my, I'm not looking, but my brother's looking. Here's his number. I mean, this is this is real. Wow. Ten million dollars. Wow. First year. And I didn't, here, here's another thing. I did not care if it was a $1,200 rental in Loyola uh, by, by the University of Rogers Park, or if it was like a, a $2,500 uh, a rental in, in Schomburg, or if it was $80,000 back, back in the day, we had a lot of foreclosures, $80,000 property in Douglas, or I was driving anywhere and everywhere in pursuit of business because I believe right. that I will be better off having 10 clients doing $100,000 transactions than one client doing a million dollars because my network is massive now compared to people that only target luxury. And that's okay. They work less than me, right? That's okay. But times are going to change. And people that are solely dependent on SOI are going to massive dose of reality. Agreed. Agreed. I'd rather have you know, 10 clients that I'm able to help and put them in a home. and what, I don't even care about the price point Absolutely. than one client that, Absolutely. you know, great. What are you going to do with that? Because that lives and dies within it. Yeah, you can, you can, you can ask for referrals and those things. But ten clients, you have a community. Absolutely, that's a whole thing. And you, and like you said, people look at this like, oh, I'm not going to drive around all over the place. Uh huh. Why? What else are you going to do? Exactly. I'd rather drive all over the place and find my niche. Find this. Pro okay, great. What do we got? It's yeah. an opportunity.
Right. I, I can't tell you to how many people. Oh, yeah, I, I work only West Loop. That's my community. Oh, I work only, you know, Rogers Park. That's my community. I didn't care. It didn't matter. I was driving everywhere. I, I had to educate myself, right? You have to be very knowledgeable. You have to be the best at, at your craft. Yeah. You have to be an expert in the field. You have to be very enthusiastic about the whole process. Uh, you have to be sharp as a tech, right? I mean, you have to be, you have to separate yourself from the masses, but, but this is our job. This is, this is, this is a career we chose. The barrier to entry is so low. It's 500 bucks and a few hours of training and we're transacting on people's largest assets, right? So we got to, we got to, we got to come prepared. I've, I've talked to multiple agents on this show that talk yeah. about, you know, and that every, everybody does everything different, right? If you're going to uh, shout out Corey Tanzer, uh, Rob, Serena, all they focus on specific areas, right? Yeah. If you're going to do that, you better be all over it. Everybody should know that that's what you do and you got to obsess. Absolutely. If you're not going to do that, if you're not going to work a farm, if you're not going to work a very specific niche, and you're looking for business, right? You should be willing to travel and, and figure it out because you might not make a boatload of commission on that one, but you build a relationship and you never Absolutely. know what you'll get out of it. You know, listen again, and this is for, you gotta put yourself in my shoes, brand new real estate agent, year one, right? Yeah. So the people that you're talking about, these are seasoned agents. At that point, you have, you have a network Absolutely. and you have people and you have SOI and you have team that can handle everything. Nothing wrong with that, right? Then at that point, you're an expert in your market and convenience and everything. And you wanna be kind of focused a little bit more. I'm talking a brand new agent that has the attitude of, oh no, I'm only gonna work 900,000 or a million plus price point only in the zip code and everything else is a bubble. That's a problem. That's a recipe for disaster because you don't know anything. And there are too many brokers out there that are significantly better. I'll tell you this, when I'm the lender on that deal, mm. I'm gonna tell you this, it's, it's so cliche. If it's an agent that only does million dollar listings, right? And I, it's a finance deal mm. and I have to call to get an update or something or, or just introduce myself to figure out, you know, like I, I work hand in hand with the agent to get the thing over the fence, right? right? I over communicate as a standard. I'm going to tell you this. If you're of the opinion, this is all that you do. Mm. It happens every single time I call and they're so flustered because they're at the, they're at the store, they're mm. out at the whatever. And they're, they're so busy with what their life and all these other things. Yeah. Whereas, don't get me wrong, there's plenty of agents that do that business, but they treat it like a professional yeah. and they're, they're, they're ready instantly. Yeah. The phone hits, boom, what do you need? Yep, mm. okay, I'm on it, done. And you can, there's this huge divide, right, of, of you know, the difference of, like you said, professionalism. When you run into these people where they're, you know, it's, they're so bothered because of the price point being under the regular, it's like, you, you just, you hear it in their voice. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, you know, I mean, like, I'm not going to work on yeah. that. And it's like. Doesn't the attorney do that? What? Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll call the attorney. Ugh, it's frustrating. It's Unreal. frustrating. It is. It is very frustrating. And and again, that happens quite often. I've got people that are oh, 500 or less. I just don't service that price point. Well, when the luxury market collapses, that's going to be the only transaction that's going to be going through. I mean, so, so you have to be very well, well versed. You have to diversify. You have to hedge uh, your 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 bets, and 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 you have to really be in all realms of real estate. You can't just be only focused in one side. I mean, it's it's really you gotta you gotta diversify that. Yeah, there's there's um, um I think so people say that if you know seven people or eight people, you're connected to the entire world, right? Going back to kind of what we were talking about. Yeah. That's why I'd rather have ten people doing hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollar deals than one person doing a million or $2 million transaction, because ultimately, guess what? I'm going to connect with your network as well. They're going to lead me to it. Plus people upgrade. I was, I, I was reminded of this in COVID and it was cool. I'm going to, might as well share it. Um, 
you're, you're, as you're talking, it made me think of it. We had a we had a client that was it was a nightmare. It was an absolute nightmare, mm-hmm. and um, this this deal was sideways and it's covid right so like we're slammed i mean we're, yeah. our, our team's doing 90 million like yeah. we're, we're two, I mean, two two and a half percent interest rates 30 yeah, I'm, I'm just running nonstop, yeah. and, and it's just like I, I have no idea what's going on with any given day and i was yeah. given a reminder the universe opened up and gave me a reminder of what mm-hmm. it is that we do for a living mm-hmm. um this was a this was a very small deal and it was an absolute utter just and nobody had time for nightmares back then but we made time. I have a rule. I don't care what the price point is. I don't care. I will do any deal, any time. You'll never hear that out of me because I want to service people, right? And it, it's just, it's, it's, it's a cool thing to help a family and put them in a house, right? And I was reminded of that rule. Hmm. This woman, um, nightmare deal. I go to make the phone call and I, I call her and I say, hey, listen, um, you know, I just want you to know, congratulations, you're clear to close. And I hear her children screaming yay in the background. Wow. And I had to leave the office. I teared up. I was like, I was like, whoa, what was that? What was that? And that's real. That was like a my whole team's looking at me going, Are you crying? I'm like, wow. dude, that was so powerful to remind me that like we can't forget yeah. the decisions that we make as salespeople. It's easy to get lost in the shuffle of all this nonsense of, of this and this and ego and all that. Yeah. But when that happens, you go, yeah. Man, what if I screwed that up? Those kids, so much to them. Ah, like that, that, that's the most powerful. And we cannot forget that as real estate professionals. We have to remind ourselves of what it is that we actually do. Because if you screw this up, people get divorced. They, their kids don't go to school at the school they were supposed to. That changes their life. Absolutely. The decisions that you make, not answering your phone, being rude to somebody, mm-hmm. killing a deal just mm-hmm. because you're having a bad day. Do the work. Jump in there and just do it, right? You know, top producers are people that have found success. It's not a luck. It's not. It's not. A, it's not. A, it's not this thing where they're lucky. They're lucky. They're they. They just happen to go across something. It's relentless obsession with this craft and just not taking no for an answer. And if it's a no now, then you move on to the next one and Absolutely. you just keep going. Because sometimes it takes. 23 no's before you finally find the yes. The 23 before was just the prerequisite, right? That was that was what you were leading up to the one that you were supposed to call, I love right? That you said that. See, I, I, it's a math formula. Yeah. You're 100 no's or 100 calls away from a listing, right? You're 22 no's from an appointment. Wow. I use it as a dating game. If I want to go find a girl, she's not going to come to me. Right. Sitting at home. Yeah. Right. I mean, right. a lot of these agents are just sitting at home waiting for the calls for phones to ring. It's not going to happen. Right. Right. I need to go out and I need to talk to people. Right. I when I play the dating game and I, I make this happen, I put my team members out of their comfort zone as well. Play the dating game. Let's go out. I want I don't want you to get a yes. I want you to get a rejected 22 times because success will come by, by default then. It's the no game. It's a no game. Right. Yeah. So we're searching and hunting for the no's. When we're making calls, we're not looking for an appointment. I want to get hung up 22 times because I know that 23rd is a yes. What if you smiled every time you got a no instead I of do. feeling like it's- I do. It's a game. But I'm, I'm saying to the audience, right? Like yeah. with what you're saying, if you if you smile at it and go, that's one, right? Instead yeah. of looking at it like, oh, wow, yeah, see, this doesn't work. Right. No, there's one. Where's right. my second one? Absolutely. Right? Because it, it's you never know what you're going to get if you just, if you never try. Absolutely. A lot of these agents are sitting out too and loan officers as well. Yeah. They'll sit around on social media. They'll maybe put some content out, yeah. but they don't have an action plan. There's no real, yeah. why are you doing yeah. what you're doing if it's not doing anything See, for you? There, there's, a, there's a Pareto rule, and we've talked about it a couple of times, the 80-20 rule. Yeah. There are 20% of activities or tasks that you, myself, a sales agent, needs to do on a daily basis that's going to move the needle 80% of the time. 
The reason there's 87% failure rate in real estate, which is about to go heck a lot higher than 90%, I'll tell you that, because we've had the longest 10-year bull run in real estate where people are, you know, succeeding. I mean, we've had the, the best market. Go, go look at past 10 years, the best market, the biggest bull run in real estate. And despite that, 87% failure rate within first four to four, three to four years. That number is going to skyrocket even more than that because now the dust is going to settle. It's going to separate the boys from men. But 20% of activity. And the girls from women, I want to correct And the girls, uh, 2023, you're right. We, yeah, girl, we, got, some, we got some absolutely the, 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 incredible. Absolutely, yes. But no, yes. jokes uh, aside, I completely agree with you. I think that there are um, some absolutely. Uh, incredible people out there that people can learn from instead yeah. of trying to recreate the wheel, Absolutely. right? I think that a lot of people are wondering why they're not lucky because the things that they've tried have not worked, yeah. but yeah. maybe it's time to partner up with somebody. Maybe it's time to learn from somebody like yourself, the tactics that you're talking about. What's the 20%? I would love to, for you to unpack yeah. that. What are so, the 20% so, people again, 20% activities, if you do them on a daily basis, is going to move the needle 80% of the time. Too often people are failing because they're too hung up and focused on 80% of the crap and garbage that moves the needle 20% of the time. Yeah. Right? The 20% is simple. It's prospect prospecting. The number one thing that we need to do is lead generation. Prospecting is the top of the pyramid. So how much time do you tell your team that they need to spend Minimum non-negotiable two to three hours. Wow. Non-negotiable. Wow. And if you don't have any face-to-face -face appointments, break bread, open houses to, to, to host or anything, you need to get back on prospect. I tell my, so I've got, the average age on our team right now is 25, 26, right? Okay. I've got a lot of college dropouts as well that have just kind of come on and 19, 20 year old kids and they're, they're turning into these machines learning from the best of the best. I tell them, listen, if you don't have three to four deals under contract pending right now, I don't even want to see you out here socializing with anyone because you do not have time to do anything else but to prospect. Right. If you have time to come here to talk to me, that means that prospecting is not getting done. Then you better have two to three deals under contract because you're wasting time. Right. So we are very effective and focused on what we diversify or, or what we sort of uh, put our time into. Um, uh, we have something called Winning Wednesday. I'd like to talk about that in a second as well. That's yeah. our accountability group. I'll, t I'll tell you a little bit more about that as well. But for me, again, prospecting, top of the pyramid. I mean, it's it's face-to-face -face appointments. It's break bread. You got to talk to your clients, past clients, new industry um, uh, associates, uh, people in different cross-referral uh, markets and things like that. Um, uh, past clients, you got to talk to them, events and things like that. There's a handful of things, right? Negotiations, follow-up. You got to follow through uh, with everything you're saying. Make sure that if you're saying telling someone that, hey, I'm going to send you a listing, I'm going to send you CMA, it is getting done. Too often we have this disease as well that we'll say, we'll put a deal together, but then we'll not follow through. We'll tell them, hey, listen, this is great. We'll we'll go for the hunt. We'll kill, but we're just not gonna prepare the meal after that. I think right? I think as salespeople too, it's you're you're dead on with this. Um, I see it with loan officers as well that um, they're so excited that the activity that they did yielded a result That's it. that they forget that they actually have to do the follow-up. Right? They mark it on the board as they got something, but if you drop yeah. that commitment to your client That's one it. time, That's it. guess what? That's why I took your deal. That's right. It's it's not price. It's not it's not it, anymore. It has to do with the fact of clients want to trust you. They want to know that you are who you say you are. When you say you're going to do something, you do it. I love no it. No matter what. And and that's why some team members in our in our in our group right now, incredible hunters. Mm. Incredible. They'll go and hunt and kill assassins. Love it. Trained assassins. Wow. Right. They'll go and get listing after listing, but just aren't good. That's a high. They've hunted. Mm-hmm 
but someone's got to come in and like the, the scavenger, the farmer who's going to come in and massage the deal, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where we kind of put a deal together, uh, a trend, uh, a sort of a team together, where we have the the sales associates that are prospectors and and these these trained assassins and ninjas, but then we also have an incredible operations team, which is a high C on a disc profile, high S. These are the nurturers. They're going to massage the deal. They're going to put it all together. So I think one thing we can take away is a lion or t- you've got to have a team. Listen, if you want to do five, six, seven deals a year, that's fine. You can handle that. But if the goal is to become the first billion dollar real estate team, there needs to be hierarchy. There needs to be an org chart, right? I want to pause and say that if you unpack what he just said in regards to the disc test, we're going to put a link down below as to where you can go and check out what he just yeah. said. If you don't know what a disc test is, I would start with yourself yeah. and then run one on your team. Uh, we require it on every single employee we hire. Same. Yeah. Every single team member that we hire, we, we run a disc test on them. Every single sales associate has to be high D, right? You got to be dominant. You got to be aggressive. You gotta What's your be- number? I'm a, I'm a super high D and a super high um, I. I'm a very, very low C. Hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle on the the, the S. I, I, yeah. I'm an introvert, by the way. Really? So, yeah, I am. I can turn it on and off. I can wow. I can go in and network and, and talk to people. But, you know, Simon Sinek says, when an introvert wakes up in the morning, he has a bag with five coins, right? As you talk to every single person, you give them each a coin. By the end of the day, your bag is You have coins, yeah. An extrovert wakes up with an empty bag. Yeah. Everyone you talk to, you collect a coin. Yeah. You yeah. need five coins, right? So, so yeah, That's for really me, interesting. yeah, I love for, it. for me, it's, uh, yeah, I, I'm an introvert and uh, I like my space. I, um, um, that's why uh, Jana is a, a hyper extrovert. Uh, she's the one out there, and and that allows me to like really take a step back and take a forty thousand foot overview on everything, uh, and make calculated decisions. Would you mind expanding on Jana and your partnership? What do you guys? What, how do you guys run your team? Yeah, so Jana handles, um, she's uh, the the uh, CEO of our company and she handles everything on the operation side, accountability. Um, and uh, for me, I'm the director of sales. I'm running the sales and um, uh, bringing in the ancillary businesses and um, uh, casting the vision. So do I have this right? What you just described of you've got your hunters, your assassins, yeah. but that's your group, right? That's and then once they hunt an assassin, then she's got the, the operational side. Absolutely. I love it. That's Client great. care, database management, follow through, follow up on regular basis, putting their date of birth in, putting their closing anniversary in, making sure the gifts are going out, uh, the, the 30, 60, 90-day letters, the uh, six-month CMA, digital kit, the end-of-year digital bound book, right? So, I mean, we're, we're doing all of this. I mean, that's how we're retaining clients. But again, once more, there are way more people that are buying and selling real estate that we don't know than the people that we do know. Yeah. There are too many people that are hung up on SOI. Oh, I don't want to make calls. Oh, I'm, I'm, I, I don't want to go network. I have my SOI. I have Facebook, this and that. You know, that strategy is going to stick around for a little bit longer. But if I start calling those people, right, I, I, can, I, can, I can snatch all those SOI. Statistically, every single lead that's coming through Zillow, Truly, and all these online portals, they're sitting in nine other inboxes. So anyone who thinks that if they pay for a lead and it's the lead is sitting in their inbox and they have some claim to this lead and ownership on the, this lead, absolutely incorrect. That lead is sitting in nine other inboxes. Correct. Most likely on my, my inbox as well, right? Mm-hmm. So, so we're nurturing, we're hitting them. If I'm not getting any luck, I've got 35 other people that are calling them as well. We have these ponds that we put together and no one is allowed to claim any lead until someone gets a connection because they're getting hit from 35 different numbers. Wow. I know some of the agents might be upset with us. I mean, their listing gets canceled or expired. My people are calling them. Seven, eight, nine of them at the same time. Someone's wow. got to answer. So you're that guy. I'm that guy. Yeah. Listen, you got you got some big numbers behind you and your team. Whatever you're doing, you're, you're finding success with it. You know, there's different models for each each, each person. But um, what I really hear from you, right, and, and who cares if 
others get mad at you for what you're doing. You're finding, you're providing value to these people. When you back up, what I get from you that I really, really appreciate is the fact that you actually have an answer for each facet of the business. You have a system, you are a true professional, you've got it to set up in the way that um, this is the problem, this is what we're gonna do to solve it. And this is how I'm gonna make sure it gets done. I have that automation in place. I think that's a lot of, when I talk to some agents, it's like, okay, what's your follow-up plan look like? Mm. What, what do you, you know, what, uh, what, what, do, you, do you have something to solve the problems that you're running into mm. so that it becomes consistent, right? Now, your pod is very specific to you and the things that you're doing. Right. But if you're an independent by yourself, you know, what are you doing for the problems that you have and what, how are you solving those problems? If your answer is you don't have one, mm. my answer is always the same. It's like, who have you called to talk to about this, right? Like maybe we got to get you with somebody to maybe partner up and learn something right. from them right. if that's your consistent problem, right. right? What is your opinion on teams, like independent versus teams? I mean, yeah. I'm sure you run one, so you're, yeah. you're pro team, but, but why? Yeah, I think, I think, again, it's the era of mega teams. Mm -hmm. I think this is um, uh, the, to, we're to a point where we need to leverage each other's skill sets. Mm. Um, I, I think uh, collectively we're a lot more stronger and we can go distance compared to solo agent. Um, I think we can collectively do a lot more as, as a team than a solo agent. Um, if I have 15 appointments lined up, I can only go to one, but I can have my team then cover and back me up on all of them. Um, collectively, we speak uh, 15 languages, so we have a massive reach, not locally, wow. globally. Um, uh, and, and above all, it's accountability. I, yeah, but Rafay, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a low producer, right? Why would I want to uh, link up with a top producer like you? Aren't you going to just take from me? Well, that is all the reason even more to like be part of a top producer's team because you can learn the skills and you know that there's top producers in that team. There's a, there's a, there's a study that if you sit next to a top producing salesperson, your productivity goes up by 15%. 15, one, five. Wow. And yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah. Conversely, if you sit next to a low producing agent or sales associate, your productivity tanks by 30 percent. So I, I'm, <laughs> I did lead you into that, but I will tell you that um, the reason that I got, you know, where I am in mortgage and, and where I got some stuff under my belt was that uh, at first I was going to fail. Right. I, I actually made a phone call to my old boss back in Arizona. I've actually never publicly shared this, but um, it was my third month in and I didn't think I could do it. I didn't know what a mortgage was. I was calling leads. I, mm -hmm. My introduction to the mortgage business was they handed me a stack of leads and a key and said, yeah. call those. Yeah. And if you get somebody to say yes, keep the key. Yeah. If you don't, it was nice meeting yeah. you. The guy walked away. I love it. And I went, okay. <laughs> so third month in, I didn't know what to do. Um, yeah. Fourth month in, I was the top producer in the office. I, I, I beat everybody. This guy who, um, God bless his soul, he became my, my mentor in the mortgage business. Um, he's no longer with us, but he's he was an incredible, incredible human being. Shout out to Tom Matthey. Um, he he comes over to my desk and he goes, how did you beat me? How do you, how old are you? And I'm like, Tom, I'm, I'm, you know this, I'm, I'm 20 years old. Like, what, what, what you, know, you, how did you, how did you beat me? You don't beat me. Nobody beats me. Like, I'm, I'm the top producer. And I went, okay. And he goes, but, but how, like, what are you doing? And I go, well, you know how you sit over there, right? And he goes, yeah. That's why I can hear everything that you say. <laughs> he goes, yeah. And I go, well, I just did it your way and I just did it a little bit better. And he goes, that's a good answer. That is crazy. That's a good answer. So what you just said is exactly right. Is that a lot of people look at this like, well, you know, I don't want to be in somebody's shadow. I don't want to. Yeah. I latched on to Tom and I listened to everything that he said because I wanted him to pour into me. There were things I knew I couldn't do and I needed him to teach me how to do it. And scripts and all those things yeah absolutely but yeah. if you don't know if you've never heard somebody do the thing 
learn how the thing is done and then go do it, right? Absolutely. Versus trying to recreate what's you absolutely know, what's out there. Yeah, I mean, everyone wants the thing, but no one wants to do the thing. Right. Right. Everyone, right. everyone wants to be this flashy real estate agent. Everyone wants the cars and, and million dollar listings. But what have you done to back it up? Right. I, I have team members in our office. They're, they're They come in, they show up, they're hanging out and, and, and um, you know, two hours have gone by and I ask them, hey, how's your day going? Ah, oh, just like just nothing slow day. I'm like, let's let's pull up your, your scorecard because follow boss. We use follow boss as a CRM. Everything is like tracked and recorded. Very cool. Dude, you've made zero calls. What have you been doing? Right? So, I mean, we're very hard on them. I mean, I call them out. I'm like, I, I call them zero calls, zero calls. You need to go. I don't need to. You need to. You have no time. What are you doing talking, chilling over here, drinking coffee, going to the bathroom? You should be doing none of that. Yeah. Hold it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> right? Wow. So, so earn it. Right? Coffee's for closers. I mean, look, man, here's the deal. There's two people that are going to listen to this right now. There's somebody that listens to you and thinks, this guy's kind of a jerk. Like, yeah, I don't know. Absolutely. He's all over me. Yeah. And, you know, like, and I don't mean that you're a very nice yeah. guy. I'm saying that somebody listening may say, wow, that's too aggressive. Mm. I couldn't tolerate that or put yeah. up with that. Right. And to that person, I would say, you need to yeah. talk to the other one who's looking at this going, this guy's going to hold me accountable. Absolutely. He's actually rooting for my success. Yeah. And that's what that truly is, is that that's the standard you probably hold yourself to. Absolutely. And so that's your job as a, as a, as a leader. Tim, right? I, I lead from the front. I have not been the number two sales associate in my own team ever. Right, wow. but I'm I'm the number one, and I'm never gonna be a number two. I no one's gonna be able to beat me. I, ch I challenge any one of my team members. I tell them that I am. I just don't lose. Right. So I and again, if that day comes close, where 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 or, or arrives where I'm I'm close to someone else, I'm just not gonna sleep. I'm not gonna leave the office until there's so big of a margin that that there's no close second. You will not outwork I, me. I, right. you, no one can outwork me. Right. Um, and, and that's just, that's how I lead. I got to lead from the front. And this is on top of like me building like the ancillaries right now and managing and accountability and coaching. I still have to be in production mm -hmm. because it really gives me uh, a grassroots sort of like dose of reality. I understand. I can't coach someone if I don't know what's going on in the market, right? So I've, I made that decision very early on. I know there are some operators and team leads, um, mega team team uh, owners and, and team leaders. They, they ask me, they're like, are you out of production? How come you're still in production? You need to be out of production. I, I, and, and I tell them, no, listen, I, I minimum 30 to $40 million a year. Minimum. That's, that's going to be my personal production, right? Because that just really allows me to understand what's going on. I think as a salesperson, like, how do you argue with somebody who's achieving and, and overcoming the same objections you are? And you're like, listen, I understand what you're saying, but this is how I'm doing it. Try it this way yeah. because you're doing it. Absolutely. Whereas some leaders, and it's not a knock to them, but I've had experiences where somebody's in a leadership role and I'm having to re-explain to them what I'm dealing with. Yeah. And it's, it's almost a waste of an exercise. I need you to understand what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, it's almost that street fighter mentality. I need yeah. you to be right there with me, ready yeah. to fight. I get that yeah. vibe from you as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll tell you this. And, and again, listen, you, you got to lead from front and, and there's nothing that I've told my team, um, a member to do that I personally haven't done before. I would never ask them to go and door knock. If I haven't done it myself, I would never ask him to um, uh, host an open house or call or, or cold calls and this and that if I've not done. I'll give you a quick example. Back in 2021, this is uh, the first time we broke um, 100 million, right? Two, two and a half years into it. By the way, um, uh, Tristan Aumata, uh, lab code agents, I'm, I'm sure he, yeah. he did, a, he did yeah. a vlog and, and podcast on us, which was zero to 100 in 2.5. 
Yeah. Right. So that's yeah. a car reference, like yeah. zero to 100, 2.5. Yeah. But that was zero to $100 million in a single year uh, production within two and a half years. Um, and, and that's the year when we broke into uh, broke 100, 100 million. We did 100, 110, 115 million dollars in 2021. And that's when I told I started telling my, my, my team members, listen, we need to pivot. I know a lot of you are really focused on SOI. You're going to get a little dose of reality because, again, we need to start pivoting and we need to bring in more listing. We need to be listing heavy. And um, I started telling them we need to get a little bit more refined with Facebook cancel expires. We got we to gotta have that mentality as well if you really want to aggressively grow. And people are like, oh, no, this doesn't work. That's BS. I mean, people hang up like this. This doesn't. I'm like, what are you guys talking? Of course, it, of course it works. I'll show you how it works, right? So I hired um, my first intern, Alex Harris, who is part of our team, is one of our leading agents now. Um, I told Alec, Alex, all you got to do is download these these uh, names, numbers, and text them. I want you to text them and tell them, hey, is this John? I see your properties on the market. It came off. Are you looking to sell, right? Set up appointments. I had that, um, at that time, it was intern. Um, set up about 30, 40 appointments for us. And within Whoa. seven days, within seven days, we got 27 listings. I had $9 million a month just like that. And that was just to, in seven days. And that was just to prove a point that Fistbo's cancel expired still work. Wow. Yeah. So saying that back, right? You, you, you got challenged by your team that it didn't work. Yeah. You then went back and said, okay, let me show you Absolutely. this does work. And yeah. led from the front, yeah. you got 30 to 40 applications for a total of nine million dollars in seven appointments, days. yeah, that, appointments. That's crazy. Yeah, twenty-seven that, listing that is, appointments that I went to, uh, including one that we sold in two days in uh, the Ritz Carlton, uh, or, or the the Water Tower uh, here. It was a one point four, one point one point three million dollar uh, listing. We sold it in twenty-four hours. Um, wow. This was someone who was trying to sell it for sale by owner. My client, I can disclose because he asked me to share the story. Uh, Howie Alper, uh, who's, uh, who was the former owner of Alper Insurance, a massively um, successful guy and a huge insurance company. Um, and uh, basically, we went there. He was extremely rude, um, told us we were just scumbags and, and we were good for nothing. Uh, really belittled us. Um, this, is, this is all recorded on a call, too, by the way. <laughs> And um, this was a 13-minute call uh, when he asked me to call back. And I felt like this was a call just for him to insult and embarrass and, and tell us that we're no good. But somewhere in the middle, seven minutes, the call started shifting. And he started saying, you're a really good salesperson, right? Just like, I, I want to share this call with you. I'll, I'll send it to you. Wow. And um, we, we lined it up and um, uh, went there. We, we talked to him, showed up, got the listing. He, to he told us that if you mess this up and if you take advantage of me and if you um, uh, are not who you say you are i'm gonna f you up right and alex fitness right right this is a very aggressive like con confrontational sort Holy of conversation shit. this is crazy yeah we get the listing we sell it scott fu uh, at properties brought in a buyer 24 hours sold the listing wow. uh cash buyer um and uh he was so impressed that um he put me in his will Right. It's a long story. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. You went from telling yeah. me what a piece of shit you are yeah. to all of a sudden now you're right. in as well. Sent wow. us to this place called Palace by the Sea. It's a 10,000 square foot palace that he owns in Manzanillo, Mexico. We're looking Pacific Ocean. Um, and we've been incredible friends since then. I mean, uh, we've gone and visited them at their house in Scottsdale. We've spent uh, a week uh, in Manzanillo with them. And again, these are relationships that formed out of a cold call. Once again, there are so many more people that I do not know that want to buy and sell real estate than people that I do know that want to buy and sell real estate. When people listen to you yeah. and they hear you talk about numbers, mm -hmm. it's very easy for somebody to focus on the numbers. Yeah. And what you just said, real 
professional, people who actually care about this industry, yeah. that's it. Mm. I have more opportunities. Let me scale that back. I have more relationships, people that I genuinely care about mm. in my phone because of my career. I've done some incredible things that's all coming down through a cold call, a relationship, yeah. a something, and it turns, that's what real estate is, is to me, is it's yeah. special. It's something that, that needs to be protected. It's something that needs to be regarded as for what it is. It's an art form, and that's the dividend, is that you can meet some incredible people yeah. With your skill set. Absolutely. And sometimes that means taking a beating. Sometimes that means somebody telling to. you off and you Comes go, cool, I can put up with you and I can put up with themselves with the buyer when they yeah. come up. That's who I am. I right? That. Yeah. Yeah. And, and dealing with the reje rejection, I'll tell you this. Listen, you call someone today who's a FISBO cancel expired and tell you to F off. You call them three days later, they're not going to remember your name. Yeah. It never happened. Yeah. Right? Who cares? You don't know if they're having a bad day. You Absolutely. don't know if you called at the wrong time. You don't know what happens. And you call them back and they go, actually, you know what? I've been thinking about that since you called. I'm glad you called back. I can give you north of 50 examples. Wow. Recorded calls where people told us to just F off or, or never yeah. call them again. Or they're going to call the police and whatnot. <laughs> they're going to call the police. <laughs> who, okay. went, who went ahead and listed with us? Wow. Right? Because we just didn't give up. Yeah. So there's another study. First of all, if you get a, for, for brokers that, that invest a lot in online leads and whatnot, if you call someone within 10 minutes, your odds are good. The moment you call 11th minute, your odds of connecting with them tank by 900%. Yeah. Another study that if you call someone the first time, one time, the chances of them answering the phone are less than 30%. Okay. It takes about nine to 11 connections or contacts for them to answer at a 93% ratio success or success success ratio, right? So you need to call someone seven to nine times minimum, nine to 12 times to have a good chance that they're gonna answer the phone. Too often we're calling these people, we're calling these leads. Did you also know they're 53% agents who never call a lead? So I'll, I'll say this, shout out to Matt Larrisy. He brought up the same thing. He's brought this up. He said, look, do you know that sometimes People don't even like me. And the reason they went with me was because I just called them back. Yeah. They said, listen, I, I went with you because you called me back. It wasn't because you gave me the best presentation. Insane. No, don't get me wrong. His presentation is fantastic. Yeah. But when he's comparing against all these people, it's like, well, uh, this and this and different personalities and whatnot. He said the reason he got the listing is because he followed up. Or and answered he, the phone. Yeah, it's so unreal. The way he said it was like, like, like you're saying, it's like, it's amazing that you don't have the stones to just pick up the phone and call someone back. What, what are you doing? That's right? how low the bar is in this industry. Right. That one in two people won't even answer their phone or call back a lead. A lead that they pay for. Call apprehension's insane, for myself included, right? Is that you You, you come up with all of these things that are going to happen before mm -hmm. you even dial the phone number, yeah. right? It's all on you. Yeah. You don't know what's gonna happen when you call them. They right. could be just, yeah, everything's just super easy and it happens time and time again. And you have to remind yourself of that, okay, these are the rules, 53%. Say it back to yourself nine times. Say it back to yourself and just keep, just dial the phone number. That's all it takes. Right? We have uh, a new young upcoming uh, real estate agent. His name is Rashid. Shout out to Rashid as well. He's 19 year old, 20, I think he just turned 20. Um, and uh, he's uh, a really good cold caller. We've trained him. He's very, very good at what he does. But I but I uh, kind of uh, picked on him the other day and um, he, he made about 67 connections and only three people answered the phone. Okay. And he had no follow-up process on any of that. And we had the same dialogue. I'm like, all these people, you, 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 get, you got three people that answered the phone. You tried calling 57 or 67 people. What's your plan with everyone else that didn't answer the phone? Um, maybe they're not good numbers. I'm like, are you kidding me? 
You need to be calling these people. You need to have a follow-up plan. You need to, first of all, if you're dialing someone, don't dial them once. Call them twice. Don't leave a voicemail the first time. Leave a voicemail the second time, right? If someone sees your missed call, two missed calls, they're more obligated, or maybe the chances of you getting a call back is slightly higher, right? Number two, we always leave a text message. Number three, we send an email, right? And then the fifth and final one is a voicemail. So there are five touches every single attempt that we make. Hmm. That's our pattern. That's hmm. what I've taught my team. Hmm. The odds of us not talking to them or, or hearing from them relatively quickly are, are very low then because we're, we're calling them twice. We're leaving a voicemail. We're sending them a text. We're, we're sending them an email. This all happens in templated form. Once again, we use Follow Boss. It's very easy. Um, you can look into it. It's, it's a, a great tool. Yeah. But if you are not following up with a person who's not answering the phone at different time timelines, so if they're calling in the morning, then the next thing, logical thing, it, it makes sense to call them in the same evening. If they're not answering the same evening, you call them again the next morning. Afternoon, you've got to move phone. it around. If they can't answer the phone at work, then Absolutely. you call them after work. You've got to be convenient for your client. Absolutely. Right? The golden hours of, of prospecting, it's 8 to 11, right? 4 to 7. That's that's the zone. And you can have your face-to-face -face and your break bread or your, your, your kind of whatever you want to do, your, your leisure time and your, your audible. and this, Everything can be done there. But those are two time slots. If you don't have a deal under contract, I need those booked, right? 8 to 11, 4 to 7. We started something called Winning Wednesday. Okay. And um, you were talking about accountability earlier. So yeah. we got together about 11, 12 people. First of all, every single morning, 8.30 a.m. to 9 a.m., we do a live role play call via Zoom. Cameras are turned off. One person plays a seller. The other person plays a broker. And we run a live scenario. And then the, the, the script or the narrative is flipped. Then the other person plays the broker and the first one plays the seller. And we run a live scenario. This is about, again, 15, 10, 15 minute call. And then two of our top agents, one myself, uh, Ed, Justin, a couple, couple of the other team members, they critique them, right? Constructive criticism. Hey, maybe you could have said this. Maybe you could have handled this objection differently. So we do that every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, I mean, every, 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 every wow. single day of the week. On Wednesday, we get together at the office at 745 sharp. If you don't show up, you have to do push-ups, right? Every minute you're late, you have to do that many push-ups. Wow. You don't leave until you do that. You can leave, but we also have cat food. Oh, wow. So you can have a scoop of cat food and you can leave. That's oh, wow. Your, that's your bio. Oh, wow. So, so here it goes. 7.45, we show up and we do a live warm-up. Okay. And this is a live role play. We do some... Um, uh, sort of uh, uh, kind of exercises, uh, uh, just to kind of get the blood flowing, your kind of juices flowing and everything. Uh, improv exercise and things like that. Uh, a game we play is a question game. You can't answer uh, anything other than a question. Like, okay. how's your day going? Uh, right? You can't say, it's great. Right. right. I don't know. How's your day going? Uh, how's your day going? Right. right but right. but it's got to be relevant, right? So we got to play a question. We play, uh, we go in a circle and then whoever like loses, you can kind of, the circle gets smaller and smaller. Anyway, eight o'clock sharp. We start dialing. But before that, we ask everyone what their commitment is for the day. How many connections or face-to-face you're going to have. So we all get together. We huddle up. We put our numbers together. And the objective is that the team has to come up with 15 face-to-face -face appointments collectively that one day. Hmm. Right? Most of these are listing appointments. If you commit to something and you don't achieve it, there's a penalty for that. Right? You have until midnight to make that happen. But if you want to leave the, the office and you, you give up, you throw in the towel, and there's cat food. Oh, wow. Right? You can have that. You can leave. Or oh, you wow. can set up an appointment. Wow. So, so again, we saw people coming in. And again, this is totally, you've got to volunteer. It's not mandatory. 
right? But once you're part of the the, the bond and then the brotherhood, then, then, then you can't back out then. Listen, this is, this is what you call old school, okay? When I started in the industry, look, you can look at this and go, wow, that's, that's, that's just not for me. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you something. When back in the day, I'd have three applications by the end of the day. Yeah. Three applications. If yeah. you didn't have three applications on the board in the mortgage industry in the yeah. subprime days calling yeah. through the phone book, right. guess what? Around two o'clock, somebody would walk out and go, looks like you're standing on your desk. Start making calls. Yeah. And you'd have to stand on your desk. And now, let me paint the picture for you. I'm in my 20s. I've got a shirt and tie that I can barely afford. The shirt came with the tie. That's the only reason <laughs> I'm wearing it because I couldn't afford to buy both. And I'm fake it to make it. I'm just trying my damnedest to succeed in a, one of the hardest industries you could possibly be in. Yeah. Most profitable, but also very, very difficult. Right. Um, standing on my desk around a bunch of grown men, dialing a phone, standing up while I'm waiting for, you know, trying to get... The, but you hear that and you go, wow, that sounds like a fraternity. It sounds awful. But I'll tell you what, when you're standing on your desk, yeah. I'm going to get that application. I'm going to tell you right now, I want to get off this damn desk. I'm Absolutely. sick of it, right? It. Or around 2 o'clock, I'm going to be like, I better get those three applications in because otherwise I'm going to be standing on my desk here in a minute. You can look at that as as this this, this awful thing or you can look at it as, man, you're going to succeed. This is what you got to do. Because if you can't handle that, you're definitely going to handle when somebody treats you like shit on the phone. What's the alternative? Right. Going home broke. Yeah. What's the alternative, right? I yeah. mean, we got in this business. Listen, things are going to get very, very, it's extremely difficult. Mm -hmm. Now there's the co-op compensation issues, right? Whether they're legally yeah. NAR backed out or uh, Redfin backed out of NAR. I mean, I think market's going to get difficult. On record, I'll tell you this, that we've got maybe seven to 10 years left in this business as it is today. Right. Mm. I think real estate agents, I think maybe 10, 15 percent of the brokers will control the market and they'll stick around. I think 60, 70 percent of the brokers will be out of business. Mm. I think we're going to be in a world where about 40, 50 percent of service industries completely decimated and disappears. I think we don't need bank tellers, Uber drivers, McDonald workers, librarians. Uh, it's all automated. AI is coming in. It's a threat. Um, why would someone why would Uber pay? a driver 70% off their fees when they can have self-driving autonomous cars 24-7 that doesn't need to take rest. There are no lawsuits and harassment, this and that. I mean, this is all happening, right? So we need to be very, very, very good at our craft, extremely good to separate ourselves from the average agent, the 87% of the brokers that are going to fail the business. I'll tell you this, there's so many agents that join our team. And now we're putting really, really strict filtration systems. First, we're kind of like, listen, yeah, come on in. You see how we do things. And right now we're very, very calculated. We have a 40-hour boot camp that we put together. And that's our filtration process. And the reason we did 40 hours, eight-hour day, uh, is to set the expectation that if you think that you can come in here for two hours and leave, that is not real estate. You need to come in and as an entrepreneur, you need to be putting in 12 hours, 13 hours, more, maybe more. You're an independent business owner. We're under one umbrella. But you're still a business owner. You're 1099. You have your own shop working together, right? Yeah. So, so that's the expectation that we're setting right now. And that's allowing us to filter a lot of people. Now, there are some team members that were part of the team and, and not showing up and not okay with any of that. We've decided to part ways with them. And I'll tell you that about 70 to 80% of them are out of business within, within 30 to 40 days. Hmm. They're just going back to that, what's what's the what's the other alternative? There is none. So we're teaching and training people, asking them that this is what you need to do. Here's a blueprint of success. Follow this. 
right? And again, you don't have to get that aggressive. Like I said, this is one of the things that people have to volunteer for. This is an accountability group that we put together. These ideas are not mine. These are other team members. We're very collaborative as well. There are three things we look for when we hire someone, work ethic, collaboration, and longevity, loyalty, mm -hmm. right? Work ethic. If you don't have work ethic, I don't think we're, we're, we're a good fit. If you right. want to sit at home and, and, and you want to just sell real estate one or two days a week, this is not the team for you. Because we, like I said, want trained assassins. Everyone needs to be on top of their game. We need to be the best bench and the best team going to Super Bowl every damn day. I don't think that this industry really understands that, you know, there are, there are no participation trophies, right? There's, there's Social media has given us the ability to, to really kind of make it seem like that, right? I've met some agents that are like, they're almost like influencers. Yeah. You know, I pull up their numbers. They've never closed anything, but yet yeah. here they are in front of all these multi-million dollar yeah. listings, all these things. Yeah. It is a cool lifestyle. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. But it's offensive to people like myself or yours sure. who who yeah. put the time and energy into it to earn yeah. the right to stand there and don't get me wrong that's earned daily if i don't i didn't i've never earned anything that's 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 long term this can be taking me from any time i have to do my job every single day just like you're saying is that yeah. look i'm going to lead from the front i'm going to i'm going to grind and i'm going to show you that not only do i believe in it i'm going to do it myself i'm not going to sit in this office and just you know whip right i'm the same way it's 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 that yeah. you have to earn it every single yeah. day to stay yeah. in this business Love you it. nobody's going to give you anything i don't care how many clients you have i don't yeah. care your sphere yeah. any of that if you're not working it and yeah. you don't have a system and you're Absolutely. not leading you're out. Man, that, right? is, that is powerful. Listen, what's that saying? I'm probably, I, I don't know if I'm saying this right or not, but success is rented. Rent is due every single every day. Every single day. That's right. right. Okay, we've got a, we've got a really cool thing that's happened. Uh, it's a coffee centric show, right? And uh, we're hyper local focused on Chicago yeah. and a uh, roastery in Hubble Park, Dark Matter actually reached out and uh, gave us a couple bags of coffee to give to you, as well as some passes to uh, kind of, you know, have a coffee appointment on, uh, Wow. They're dime. So I want to say oh thank God. you for being a part of the show and thank you for Dark Matter for uh, your support. That's incredible. My team's going to love this. Um, coffee's for closer. Thank you, Dark Matter. I appreciate that. Shout thank out to Dark Matter. But thanks again, man. Appreciate thank you. Thank you. Pleasure. If you enjoyed this conversation and want to see the full episode, you can find it here. If you want to subscribe, you can find that button here.